1: Welcome to Jurassic World Minute. Where this is Jurassic World my Minute of Time. I'm Brad. And Dave. And here we are back to discuss Minute 111 of Jurassic World. Before we get to that, David, heading back to Jurassicpedia.com, we have an article up here from early 2020 uh, by Sickle Claw on the announcement that uh, Steve, <laughs> I'm going to mix it up, Bruce <laughs> Brusati. Is...
0: I think it's Brusati.
1: Brusati, <laughs> sorry, is uh, joining um, Jurassic World Free as a paleo advisor. Coming on for Dominion, it was announced by Colin um, last February. So we know uh, Jack Horner had a lot of input for the earlier films, and um, I don't think we really talked about it for this film, uh, whether they had a paleo Mm. advisor at all or if uh, Jack was involved, but um, at least now it seems someone that knows what they should be talking about, about dinosaurs, is back in the franchise to give us some of those accuracies we've
0: been missing. Yes, uh, Steve Prusati has been very excited to work on this franchise. I know that there are some things that he's pushed for that he's actually gotten. And I know he's kind of was like primarily an advisor mostly on like the the Cretaceous clip, I guess we could call it. Mm And so yeah, like for example, I would imagine that the little fuzzy covering that we got on Rexy in the Cretaceous clip uh, was definitely probably his advisement because it looks really good. It's pretty much spot on. Scientific evidence doesn't say that T. Rex would have been fluff, would have been like full full on bird plumage yet. It would have been like kind of this like downy fuzz. Yep. They, they weren't that uh, evolved, unlike Velociraptor.
1: Yeah, yeah so. and
0: unfortunately, I know that he's gotten some kind of, like, pushback from the paleo snobs on Twitter, <laughs> and I know that it's kind of sad to see the um fans as well have kind of been, like, uh, jabbing at him because of some of the, um like, how dare you put Feathers in my Jurassic <laughs> kind of thing.
1: Yeah, and we we need to wait and see what the finished product is to actually see the context. as. There's been some more Camp Cretaceous stuff released currently. That uh, again, I'm going to wait until season four comes out before I criticise or anything. But um, and I'll say too, like even even some of the stuff Jack Horner done, where there's uh, there might be ideas put forward that are generally uh, generally approved or um, a common thoughts throughout the paleontology community. There's probably some things that. Um, he's sort of pushing for as well that are more of uh, what he's been researching in that but we also got to realize that there's some animals in here that probably aren't well technically they're all not real they're all being cloned so there's going to be some (laughs) little tweaks here and there Mm
0: -hmm. i know that like starting into um like jurassic world he was kind of falling out of favor simply because there was just so much that the story wanted to Do and Horner was like basically ignored a lot because I know for say the Velociraptor feathering could probably completely ignored on the Indominus. I believe it was under his advisement that it be changed from a actual dinosaur to a genetic a genetic hybrid. Mm -hmm. So I but for the most part he was kind of just a token advisor he wasn't actually being listened to but it seems that with um brusati getting some fresher blood in there i know that um walking with dinosaurs was highly praised back when it came out in 1999 i read the rise of fall of dinosaurs actually on at bookshelf my aunt got it for me and at a in a um airport bookstore of all places (laughs) she basically threw it as like a gift or something a couple years ago before brusatti was even attached to um even attached to jurassic world and i was very impressed with the book and i have high expectations for the quality of the dinosaurs in this movie
1: Mm. yep and really all we can go off that's been released so far is that Mm. um that early clip that we've still some people have seen and um, I think for the yeah, most part that, the actual dinosaur designs and that everyone's pretty happy with so
0: I know I was very happy with them I know that a lot of people myself included were kind of iffy about the whole biostratigraphy uh, mess up but <laughs> for the most part like the designs the Oviraptor was beautiful the T-Rex was beautiful I know there were some people who were like kind of iffy about the Gigantosaurus, but at the same time you frame it up against a skeletal of a actual Gigantosaurus skeleton and it matches fairly well despite the ornamentation they added mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting because they did the same thing with Rexy Rexy being based when Stan Winston Studio designed her being based off of the American Museum of Natural History T-Rex which incidentally is also the T-Rex on the on the logo, meaning Rexy is in fact the face of Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it was Michael Trisic, I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Who basically sculpted the skull based on a cast of the MNH 5027.
1: Mm. Yeah, so with um with the way the way we've been seeing things have been coming out of Dominion, um, we cannot wait to see. See his his input into the into the franchise. What we get. Easy blue, easy. I you You don't scare me. Dave in minute one hundred and eleven. Oh uh, yeah. Minute one hundred eleven opens with Claire hiding behind a rock and ends with a raptor getting thrown into a gift shop. Uh, as minute 110 ended, the Rex was on the ground and out and uh, the Indominus bite down on the neck or bit down the neck and began to drag her towards the merchandise booth that's where Owen and the kids were hiding in and I wonder if that's just uh, the Indominus trying to use the Tyrannosaur as a battering ram to uh, to try and use something bigger to burst through the um, the gift shop or if it's just the gift shop's in the way here as uh, she's getting draggled in the ground
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I'm thinking that it's just the gift shop in the way here where the Indominus wrecks <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> basically <laughs> but yeah the T-Rex the gift shop just so happens to be in the direction the Indominus is swinging Rexy yeah
1: unfortunately yep yeah. but um the Rex roars as she's pushed headfirst through the wall of that booth and um, again, here, we've talked about before, dinosaurs not really acting like dinosaurs. She's pushed into the gift shop, and her first thought is to... Oh, she sees Owen there, so she tries to snap at him. Instead of the fact that she's being hidden, uh, held down by an indominus around her neck, she'd be focusing on that, you'd think, and not these puny little humans running around in front of her.
0: I think she was just closing her mouth on the fact that Owen happened to be there... It, I mean, it's a lo- it's a big mouth, so he's going to make a loud snapping <laughs> sound when it closes. That's not the
1: only time in the franchise Owen's going to be close to her mouth either. But be- behind a rock, Claire yells to the others to run, and Owen ushers the boys out of what's left of the booth as the Rex gets pushed, to, or gets back up to her feet, um, only to be bitten on the bottom jaw and then forced down to the ground again, so she can't get up here, the Indominus is towering above mm. her. Um, she bellows again, not getting up this time, and as she does, uh, Owen and the kids join clear at the rock and watches Indominus makes her way back. Sort of trying to saw her after a toilet break, it seems, because she's nearly at the other end of Main Street here. She, she's pushed the wrecks down, and I don't know why she's now 20 or 30 feet away.
0: Well, it's weird because it's, I think it's the, uh, framing here. If you watch in the background, she gets up and then falls again behind the rock.
1: Yep. Yeah the Transform moves her legs and flops her head to the ground um, her fight seems to be over as the Indominus stands above her uh, holding her head down with one arm very okay. similar to what we've seen after the Spinal killed the Rex in Jurassic Park 3 just towering over its its kill uh, even though here she's not quite
0: dead but I gotta say the way that the shading is along Rexy's back here it kind of reminds me of the uh, Thrasher T-Rex story because it's just that Dark band across down her back, and then a lighter brown coloration on her belly.
1: Yep, yep. Yeah, good little bit of lighting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then a sort of, its weird here. Her head flops down on the ground. We get this sideways movement out of a jaw, which you'd think would probably only happen if she'd completely lost muscle control or something. I just—I don't think the jaw's supposed to move sideways as much as it does here. Um,
0: probably not. The T-Rex skull is basically a bucket. It moves (laughs) up and down and is meant to just claw as much meat and bone away from the body as possible.
1: Yeah. yep. Um, But with the Rex head in both its hands, the Indominus opens its jaws to strike uh, just as we get a raptor call off screen. And if we'd been keeping uh, up to tabs before, all the raptors we know had been thrown off screen or Die, being killed by fire or uh, crushing into a building. So, at the time, I thought this was the one that just got thrown away. Uh, whether it was Echo or Delta, Echo, Echo got thrown away, didn't she? Delta got. Uh, I think it was Delta
0: who got thrown away. Echo died in the. It got <laughs> in the <center laughs>
1: All right. Um, so I thought it was her back, but uh, no. We look down Main Street as Blue enters the scene in slow motion and the Lost World theme plays for some reason I hope you can explain because this is my single worst moment in this film
0: <laughs> I have no idea why I think that Giacchino wanted to put a callback in there at some point and just couldn't find a spot for it it really makes no narrative sense to have it in there
1: no you could you could play Visit in San Diego or something as Indominus is coming onto Main Street or or something, something else. It's it's a weird part of the score to be using, and it's yeah the way the way it's used here for blue coming on
0: on the scene, and it's the like the main theme is Malcolm's journey, and it's it's just doesn't make sense. Like you said, it doesn't make sense because like raptors in the long grass or something, you know?
1: Yeah,
0: You're Giacchino just... made his. Uh, Jurassic debut doing the themes for both Warpath and the Lost World PS1 game. And I think he kind of wanted to get to his root, uh, like throw a nod to his roots or something here, and it just, it doesn't work narratively.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm blanking now, but considering it's only a, a 2 or 3 second clip at, snippet of the score, you Mm-hmm. you could have done something else that um, that would reflect or would um, would fit a bit better and the score aside too i know we mentioned back when we've seen the raptors running through the jungle and that how how fewer times we've seen the raptors actually running but just the fact that it's in slow motion the weed head down tail up which i know that's sort of how they ran but the legs are sort of doing all sorts of jiggly things underneath that, trying to power (laughs) a fold. It just doesn't... You're doing slow-mo for this, essentially, money shot, and it just doesn't look the best.
0: That's basically what it is, you're right. Yeah.
1: Anyway, I don't really want to talk about that anymore. It happens, (laughs) it happened. Um, We get the motion speed up again as Blue leaps onto the Indominus, uh, hoping to do more than a pack could do earlier, which... Okay, we've gone from having two raptors back to one, or three raptors back to one. Really fighting the Indominus and a down T-Rex, so it's not quite certain what she's going to be able to do here more than what the others could. But maybe, maybe hold out longer. Um, she finds a sweet spot on the Indominus' back where her jaws uh, can't reach her because the Indominus is trying to do that same bite, bite and throw off technique she'd done earlier, but. Um, Indominus can't reach her, so she shakes her head in fury, which is a good little trait there for Indominus. She's not getting her own way or can't get this (laughs) raptor off her back, so she's just roaring in frustration, shaking her head. It
0: kind of reminds me a little bit of what the T-Rex did in um, the first Jurassic Park movie, where it just kind of rolls its body back and forth until it knocks the raptor off, Mm -hmm. and she can grab at it with her mouth.
1: Yeah, like a like oh obviously like a bull trying to get a, a rider off its back, just
0: mm. trying to
1: get that animal to lose its balance enough that it can grab onto it. But then out of nowhere, and it pretty much is out of nowhere, because the last time we seen a trenosaurus she was lying on her side, uh not able to get up, but uh the Rex just leaps forward and bites down on the uh Dominus's neck, pushing her sideways into a building destroying most of it. (laughs) And Blue leaps to the Rex's back to avoid getting squashed and um, and then leaps back on the Indominus to uh, fight out in the open again. So Mm -hmm. a bit bit more collateral damage here for Main Street as well.
0: And I kind of think that that's partly the problem I have with this double team against the Indominus is that the two take her on at the same time. I mean, any other animal... The size of blue compared to the size of the Indominus and Rexy would have just said, "Screw it, she's got it, I'm gone." <laughs> well, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's one thing. But she really... sticks around and puts a, and sticks and continues the fight, and it just seems, it just doesn't seem like what something an animal would do. Mm. You know, you see, I've heard a lot of people say this is the Jurassic World Avengers moment, and honestly, I can't <laughs> disagree.
1: No, no. And the fact that Blue's going to be or would be digging her claws into Rexy as well to be able to hold on, um, mm-hmm. she's doing just as much damage to Rexy as what she was doing to Indominus, <laughs> just to avoid being a or squashed against the wall. It.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, the whole the whole point of the scene is to get the Tyrannosaur to fight the the Rex. That's why we need more teeth. Um, Rexy's on the scene. It's her job to to get rid of this this lesser lesser quality. Um, hybrid and in the end I don't see what else Blue does apart from just put some cuts in her back if she can get through the armour plating it's not yeah I don't know maybe she was she was used enough to distract it so the Rex can get up and do what she's about to do now because it's all this minute and the next minute where she dies it's um, it's all a Tyrannosaur fighting back Blue's just sort of hopping around like a hobbit on his back
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah that's what I mean I mean she's not really doing anything up there she's just it kind of almost seems like a waste to even still have her in in this battle you know because she's just kind of acting as an, an annoyance to the Indoraptor while Rexy does all the work
1: yeah yep and Owen, Owen and the group running out of the, the gift shop could have been the distraction Indominus needed to look away mm. or maybe get its claws off the Tyrannosaur so she could get back up and continue the fight. I would have been perfectly happy with uh, what we get next minute after the Indominus goes and the Tyrannosaur looks at him and just I'm out, <laughs> lim- lumbers off and then we just get sort of blue limp back on the main street, give the little nod to Owen that she does and then just runs off as well and that's it. So that way we know she's alive still, but she doesn't have to take part in this uh, in this last fight. But, yeah. yeah. But uh, as the minute ends, the group try to escape running through the... Uh, well, they try to escape the fight by running through the Jurassic Trader, as we've seen before. And as the minute ends, uh, Blue's thrown through the window <laughs> into, into the building. But uh, he's able to get up straight away and join mm-hmm. the fight again, so...
0: There is a small Easter egg in the Jurassic Traders where sharp-eyed fans have noticed that there is mm. the reminiscent silhouette of a bold T-Rex sitting on the table.
1: <laughs> yeah. Kenner think...
0: exists in Jurassic World, confirmed.
1: Mm. <laughs> and that's a, that's a better that's a better one to, to confirm in the series and Star Wars, just because Kenji makes a lightsaber now. It's noise or whatever it was in Camp Cretaceous season one but uh we've uh, we've only got one more minute and this fight's over which is weird because we've only got two minutes of um, two or three minutes of just reuniting in the hangar at the end of the film where the fight goes for getting <laughs> is very quick uh, but anything else on that before we get the novel comparisons
0: uh no I think we're good
1: all right. Blue digs her teeth in and claws deep in Indominus's leg. Um, it turns its attention to Blue, and then the Rex rams its head into the animal, uh, driving it into the concrete building. So a little bit different there. Blue's not actually on top of it; it's just being a little annoyance at a leg. Um, the fight and the Rex, uh, the fight with the Rex near defeat here, uh, is drawn out a lot more in the, in the film than what we get in the novel. Um, as we we'll read in the next minute uh, after the Rex. Irax is pushed um, into the building, it falls to the lagoon, boardwalk, and is eaten by a motor And then we've only got two more pages after that, so the novel's just about done as well. But David, that's minute 111. anything else to get to before we get heavy today.
0: No, I think we're good.
1: All right, lovely.